Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rock Out Loud. We are the alternative to, um, I don't I don't know, Chopin, Mozart, Beethoven, I, I guess. My name is Steve Glosson, and I'm glad to be along with you. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the music we all love. It's rock and roll. And we're going to make some of you mad because there are going to be some names that don't get mentioned. We're going to make some of you excited because names do get mentioned. But one name I want to mention right now is, uh, well, she's the rockin'est chick in the land. She's making her impact on satellite radio. She's making her impact in the lives of bands all over the country. Ladies and gentlemen, she is the world's biggest One Direction fan from up the Jersey Shore. It's Kristen in Jersey. What's up? Hi, everybody. <laughs> yep, that's me, big One Direction fan. <laughs> Between One Direction and Creed, we are quite the musical experts, I want you to know. Oh, yeah, everyone should believe everything we say. <laughs> They can bank on it. Now, in full disclosure, everyone listening, Kristen is having some technical difficulties as we record this, and um, and so we're going to try to push through those as best we can. But if whoa, what is it say? I'm having technical difficulties on this end as well. Um, but oh snap! Oh crap! Here we. It's, it's just going to be a. It's going to be a mess all the way around. Uh, so <laughs> so bear with us if it gets a little choppy here or there. Um, we're going to try to work. We're going to try to work through these things. Kristen, how are you other than your technical difficulties up there? I mean, I'm doing really good. I got tickets to see the Killers in Philly before they went on sale, so that was great. I'm seeing Matchbox 20 in, a, in like a few weeks. Like, you know, things are just doing good. We're, did we watch a Matchbox 20 video last time after we recorded? Did we what? Someone sent me... The other day, like, oh, you got to check out this video. It's Matchbox 20. And I forget what they were doing, but it was good stuff. Was it the one where they were watching their old music videos? Because I posted that mess to my Facebook because it was hilarious. I saw that, but I haven't watched it yet. Is it funny stuff? Oh, it was so good. Like, Rob's like, oh, yeah, like, look at us. We're so tough with our black nail polish and our eyeliner and our leather shirts. (laughs) And then he's like, look how angry I am. Look how angry I am. And at the end, he's like, dude, I look 12. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice that's awesome he should have added and also beautiful yeah but you know that might just be my opinion yeah i think this was a concert thing or whatever the case may be um full disclosure everyone we're not getting any emails from anybody at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com so uh, wow you just pulled the curtain back yeah yeah i did well you know sometimes you got to shame people into giving you emails Shame. 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 I just need a a bell. Are you you ringing your shame bell right now? Is that what's happening? Shame. Bing. Yeah. Walk of shame, people. Whoever thought you'd feel sorry for Cersei in that show? I mean, if you read the books, you knew you would. Well, I tried, and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's it's a... 
it's a process and they're mm-hmm. not exactly mm-hmm. the best books. Oh, well. Yeah, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com is the place to send email to. And uh, and let us know what you're thinking about some of the topics we discuss and that sort of thing. We'd love to hear from you. But since we're not hearing from you, what we're going to do is comment on some of the news of the day. And, um, and, or the week. Or the week. And see, and see what's going on. I, I should have gotten the old MTV News bumper to put in here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I'm Kurt Loader. What can I say? Oh, Kurt Loader. And then there was the other guy, John Norris. Yeah. Yep, I just remember Kurt Loader, the voice of the voice of a generation as far as news is concerned. Um, now again, full disclosure, uh, something has happened in my settings where the minute I launch Mixler, and we're live at mixler.com/goldiverse. By the way, if you ever want to join us, we invite you to do so. Uh, something has happened with in in my personal settings where uh, Chrome just decides to slow down to a crawl when I'm when we're broadcasting. So. Uh, the first piece of news here is uh, apparently uh, Liam Gallagher, who's always been a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> He'll tell you that he is. Uh, abruptly ended his set Thursday afternoon at Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. Um, the reasoning for his premature exit was unclear. This comes from consequenceofsound.net, though reports from the ground suggested he was having issues with his monitor. Gallagher did not return to the stage, and the rest of his set was canceled. We've reached out to Gallagher's representative and we'll let you know when we hear more. Here's their update from August 3rd. In a tweet, Gallagher said he had a difficult gig last night, which effed my voice. I'm gutted. LG. That old excuse. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the middle. Of, so you know what? So he had a thing with his monitor, and his voice was messing up. So is he? So he's doing the Mariah Carey on New Year's defense here. Is that what basically going yeah on? that's yeah. not rock and roll Mm-mm. well i mean is oasis rock and roll i mean were they right were, 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 right you know? uh i mean they'll say they were yeah. i mean they do have some great songs well i mean they're definitely not like hip-hop no they're too edgy true. for pop that's <laughs> that's true that's true and they hate each other's guts don't they they do hate each other's guts and like literally still well Liam more than Noel but Liam mm-hmm. still like tweets his hate for Noel to this day on on Twitter and it's the best Twitter ever to follow so see this is my fear about Greta Van Fleet I don't want those brothers to end up hating each other I don't think they will there doesn't seem to be a rivalry like the Oasis boys which by the way I heard them get a shout out on a radio show I listened to the other day and it just really made me feel good that they were getting Getting some love from some bigger outlets and everything, and then um, and then tell them Steve Dave on the Tell Them Steve Dave podcast. They got some love from Brian Quinn of Impractical Jokers, and I'm like, oh, they're about to skyrocket now. They- Dude, people love them. It's like when the Struts started coming out, and everyone was like, yo, there's this new rock band, the Struts. There's this new rock band, the Struts. That's what's happening with Greta Van Fleet. It's yeah. just all about the hype. Yeah, it, well, it's good stuff. They they deserve the hype. They're good stuff. So that's, I'm just saying I, I don't. I'm just saying I don't want them to end up like Oasis. Because, All that to say, yeah. Well, and then the rumors, like, because the day of Lollapalooza, um, someone tweeted back at because people were so mad about Liam Gallagher, and someone tweeted him and they said, "Was it your voice or was it this sign?" Someone had a sign that said, "We love Noel." Oh no. 
And people were like, um, are you sure you didn't walk off stage because you were mad about this sign? So all the drama. And then like that happened and I sat and I thought, I, I've never been to a show where someone has walked off stage before they were supposed to. I think That's I'd, never happened to me. I would be furious. Furious. Now this happens to Justin. Yeah. This happens to Justin Bieber fans a lot. I don't know if you knew that. No. The Biebs will just get mad and tell his fans to shut up and he'll be like, I'm not singing anymore if y'all don't shut up. That's not how you win people over. Uh, but like, it's like the whole thing with Axl Rose, right? Where it's like, okay, well you expect Axl Rose to walk off stage. So like if Axl Rose does a full set, are you kind of annoyed that you didn't see him throw a hissy fit and walk <laughs> off stage? Like that's what Liam Gallagher has reached. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's if that's these days but I know that you know in the past it's definitely been Axel's MO. I think he I think Axel's hit that point where he's like I'm too old to be pitching fits. The money's too good. And so it's a situation where, you know, age comes with wisdom or wisdom I guess would come with age and um and those kind of things just happen. So uh, but yeah, I was saying like Axel, I think he's just gotten wiser with age. Well, there hasn't been, there hasn't been any issues on this recent Guns N' Roses tour. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he's sick of starting riots. I mean, you know, he did in Philly. Recently? Uh, like 2003. Okay. Yeah. Back then. Four, that's 14 years ago. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying like for Guns N' Roses touring, that's a pretty recent tour. Right. Um, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess it was in their last, <laughs> you know, the last go around, so to speak. Um, speaking of Lollapalooza, speaking of Lollapalooza, which I thought Lollapalooza was like the women's thing where it was just like, um, Melissa Etheridge and that's Lilith fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, um, Lollapalooza was cut short the first day of Lollapalooza because of weather. And so there was a few people who didn't get to play, like Muse, I think, and Lord were cut out. Yep. yep. Um, I think Muse started and like maybe played for twenty minutes, mm -hmm. and then had to cut. And I don't think Lord played at all. Yeah, the tweet here from Lord is looking uh, is uh, we've just been told we can't play. Uh, I had the most spectacular show planned for you, and I promise I'll come back to play it as soon as I can. Uh, looking at the possibilities of a club show, but I want you guys to see the full tank show. Uh, we'll keep you posted. Um, and uh, let's see what else we had. We've got, well, they mentioned in this article, Liam Gallagher. About 100,000 people from all over the world attend the festival's first day on Thursday, which featured performers including Cage the Elephant, Migos, Lord, Muse, Spoon, Wiz Khalifa. Groups of friends, families, and their children and couples gathered to listen to music. Um, so the... Uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like Muse was cut short. Okay, from what that's I'm what I thought. From the story here, yeah. Um, and then they and then they said the the performances would not re resume due to weather. Now, um, I want to ask you something because you've been how many how many times have you seen the Killers? Uh, seven or eight. Okay, do you dance at their shows? Is that a real question? Mm -hmm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you, like, fall on the ground and writhe around dancing at their shows? I 
don't quite do what uh, the Obama girl did. Yeah. I don't quite do that. Now, I do high kick because sometimes, sure. you know, they just do the way it was and I'm just mm-hmm. compelled to high kick. Right. And uh, I, I will sometimes get like that pain in my side because mm-hmm. I'm moving my hips too much from dancing. Right. Um, but yeah, I never like fall to the ground and like flail like I'm on like ecstasy or acid yeah. or something. Well, I unfortunately, I think that whole little video is getting blown out of proportion because to me it looked like she had her little friends there and they were just kind of being stupid for being stupid's sake. Like, I don't even know how people like knew that it was the killers that she was at because I like watched that video. I'm like, how did people? How were people just like, oh yeah, she was at the killers. She was watching the killers. I'm like, that video is like three seconds. Yeah, I don't know. I I I think from her own statements about dancing during the killers because she lost her phone in that incident oh. and and she could not get it turned off because she doesn't know her login information because the white house set it up for her back when they oh were gosh. there last year or whatever so um you're more well versed in the story than i am yeah well it's one of those things that came across some of the the little talk shows that i listen to and everything you know in the mornings that are funny and, uh, and but i watched the video myself and i'm like this looks like two girls just kind of joking around and cutting up and like you know, oh, I can outdo you. I can, you know, I used to do silly stuff like that when I was a teenager. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking at her saying, what a crazy demon possessed child. Um, There's no being silly at a rock concert, Steve. It's very serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question in the chat, Kristen's hips don't lie. Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> I just, I just like, I dance like crazy when it comes to the killers and yeah. just music in general. The lead singer of the audition and me used to joke around all the time that all we did to dance was move our hips and our shoulders. We had like the same dance moves. It was great. <laughs> um, UltimateClassicRock.com is uh, saying that Journey may be breaking up. What is this craziness on the Twitter? Are we adults? Are we children? Is there a Twitter war going on? Oh, there's a huge Twitter war going on. Well, here's the story from UltimateClassicRock.com. Journey could be on the brink of a split after their latest feud. Uh, They're apparently at another career crossroads. Founding guitarist Neil Sean spent the week taking a trio of bandmates to task publicly over their recent White House visit, capping off a, a period of deep inner turmoil. By yesterday, Journey appeared to be breaking apart. Uh, Sean claimed other members now want to tour without him while he continued to assert his longtime leadership role. He responded by strongly implying that he intended to construct a different lineup of the band. I will travel to new musical terrain that we have never had, uh, that we that we never have, and encompass everything. Sean wrote on Twitter, hits are hits. We have a ton. Asked later if he'd be able to keep the journey name. Sean said, it's not going anywhere. And he posted an informational graphic pulled from Wikipedia illustrating that he's the only member to have appeared on every Journey album. Because he's so fancy. Hmm. Well, and I got to say, if you watch that, um, if you watch the documentary of uh, about Patel coming into the band, um, like you mean Arnell? Arnell, yeah. What's in his, <laughs> in his last name? Patel? No, Pineda. No, Pineda. Sorry. <laughs> Look, calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's mad at these guys for going to the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, they follow a visit. They, these these events follow a visit by three band members to President Donald Trump's press room. 
apparently without Sean's knowledge. In the days before the band's tour finale at the Classic East Festival in New York on July 30th, Sean immediately began expressing surprise and dismay. Subsequent news reports then misrepresented the trip as band sanction, which Sean angrily reiterated was not the case. Um... So, What's funny about this is that Neil Sean's wife is a White House crasher. She's that lady. Oh, really? Yeah. So here's he wrote on Facebook on July 28th, This is not the journey I started back in 1972 and have been fighting to protect since the beginning. I've discussed this many times with management and council, and they both agreed that there should never be anything to do with religious beliefs or politics with journey. So visiting the White House, just visiting is is political now i guess it's out of the question mm. okay the photo op featured jonathan kane who's the keyboardist um he's been married to trump's spiritual advisor since 2015 mm-hmm. trump has a spiritual advisor right isn't that weird how I, do you become that i gotta say look and again rock out loud doesn't get political either but i don't think she's done a very good job <laughs> um but i bet she makes a lot of money yeah Arnell Pineda and bassist Ross Valerie, who co-founded Journey with Sean and singer and keyboardist Greg Raleigh in the early 70s. Uh, so Arnell and um, and Ross were there as well. Well, Arnell, I mean, like, look, this is this is some guy who's like, listen, I grew up on the streets of this other country, and to just be able to visit the White House is, I guess, would be a great honor, you know, a big deal. Arnell's just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Sean later confirmed that the group had met specifically to discuss the implications of such an official visit and that he'd argued against it many, many times. Okay. Great. Um, so, wait a minute. Is... Okay. Is this dude... Is Jonathan Cain... He's gotten religion or something? Yeah, I think he's, like, born again now or oh, something. well, good for him. But... Okay, uh, Kane had already released a... Okay, here's the deal. Uh, the irony is that everyone in Journey's current lineup, except for Pineda, was included into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just last spring. They were also joined by Raleigh and former singer Steve Perry and one-time drummer Ansley Dunbar. By then, however, Kane had already released a solo album titled What God Wants to Hear. As Kane became increasingly religious, Sean began pushing back, pointedly questioning whether they should associate a single faith with the group. Later, he reposted some negative media coverage relayed by Kane's wife. Again, I don't know who this lady is, but I don't know that she's doing a great job. <laughs> I like the you to whisper that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, people get upset. Um, trust me, people get upset. You can. <laughs> yeah, you apparently know something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, I want to go back to Neil Sean. What I was going to say in that in the documentary about Arnell. Like, he does seem, he comes across as very controlling yeah. of the group and very possessive of the group, which, I mean, you know, having been there the entire time, of course, of course, you know, he would he would feel that way. But he also comes across as kind of a jerk in some instances. Like, yeah, I, th- I think he's a giant tool bag. So, I mean, so this doesn't, I, like, I wish when I saw this I could say I was surprised. But I don't know that I am. You know what's crazy? It's not even crazy. It's kind of funny. So what someone, I was talking to someone about this and they said, they were like, what if everyone 
what if Neil Sean is just like, you know what? That's it. You're you're all done. Everyone that went to the White House, you're done. You're out. And then this huge announcement comes that guess who's back in the band? <laughs> one Steve Perry. Mm. Like no one would care. Literally no one would care that anyone else in the band was not there because Steve Perry was there. Right. Right. Well, he did tweet out when when I hear my guitar, I hear his voice and he's got a picture of him and Steve from Bang the Day, and he says, From infinity on, timeless forever, the sound and soul of Journey. I mean... That's hateful to your current... Yeah, that's not nice. No, but does anyone when they... I mean, come on. If you hear Journey, what do you think of? You think of Steve Perry. Sure, I, I 100% agree. And, and you don't think of anyone else. You don't think of Neil Sean's guitar. You think mm -mm. of Steve Perry's voice. Right. Right. I 100% agree. Um... You know, and that's why they chose Arnell because he had such a he was able to so closely mimic what Perry did. So yeah, I again I just I think that Sean I think he's a little bitter that he I think he wants to create new music and he's bitter that people don't want him to necessarily. Or he perceives it because Neil's the one that said a couple of years back, we're not going to put out any new albums or make new music because all people want to hear are the hits. And I think he's a little bitter about that. I think that he he has a bit of and and you know right, but it's his choice not to produce new music. Yeah. At the end of the you day, no one has to be Def Leppard and put out you know a great new record last year. Right. Exactly. Which still people have no idea that Def Leppard put out a record last year. So like, it's really hard for classic rock bands to put out new stuff and for people to care. So. Like, but that's just how it goes. So if you're making new music, you're literally making new music because you love to make music. And as an artist, that fulfills you. Don't try and make new music because you think people are going to care about it or because people want to hear it. Because the fact of the matter is, unless you're psychos like me and you and a huge fan of the band, mo the majority of people don't care, which is so sad. Yeah, but how about this? If Journey puts out a new album, I'm going to check it out. Well, they did put out a new album a few years ago because yeah. when me and Angie were six row, they played songs for it. And we were like, oh. we don't know these. <laughs> you were those fans. <laughs> we were, but it was just because like, oh my God, like we were going to be on the lawn. And so it was fine that we didn't know these songs, but now we're six row and the band is like literally sweating on us. And right. we're like, oh, sorry, we don't know these songs. Were they, were they, they were doing the old city of faith or whatever it's called? I guess. City of I hope. There's a city of hope. Beyond. Yeah, because they did an album that was all Arnell. Like they had yeah. at least one that was all him on vocals, right? Yes. So at least one, if not two. I feel yeah. like it. I feel like it's one, but it might be two. Yeah. Well, that City of Hope's not a bad song. I mean, it's got those classic Journey harmonies and everything, and and that sound. Um, but knowing knowing old Kane's got got Jesus, that it, it takes on a whole new meaning. Does that song? So. Well, okay. Um, so here's the thing: have Have you ever been in a show where someone just walked out? No. Number one. Okay. And oh, sorry, I didn't know. I, was, I, was, I thought I thought I was answering right away. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. So then, number two. Um, have you ever been to a music festival like a Lollapalooza? Like, oh my that, god! That okay, big? so no, I've never had someone walk off stage mm -hmm. when they weren't supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've been to I've been to a lot of festivals. Yeah, I mean, like you know, but you have these you have some of the festivals that are like huge names in the industry, 
You've got your. I mean, I guess Coachella's I did out there tour, now. Steve, you did. Oh, oh, that's right. You did yeah, the warp tour. I did warp tour for many years that's on right. that concrete and asphalt, and sweated my tush off, and got hosed down by fire departments yeah. because it was so hot. Yeah. So were you were you there during the Limb Biscuit days, or were you too young back then? No, I was too young. My first warp tour was 2005, mm-hmm. so it was um, it was like My Chemical Romance, Fall Boy, Avenged Sevenfold, Senses Fail. Joan Jett was playing because my dad went to see her and was like, "Yeah, the old broad looks pretty good." I'm like, nope. "Oh my god!" Nice, Dad. <laughs> Stay classy, Pop. Oh God, the old broad looks pretty good. Okay, Dad. <laughs> As as we were in line to meet, I think Mest and Avenged Sevenfold was playing on the stage, and we were like shredding. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and then I did Bamboozle, which Bamboozle was a bit more like what, um, I guess like Lollapalooza mm-hmm. Coachella is, where like they would have. It was just this massive thing that was at a football stadium. It started off in Asbury Park, but then they started to get, like, really weird headliners. Mm -hmm. Like, they would have, like, My Chemical Romance, and then Snoop Dogg would be on the other stage. And then they had, like, Boys to Men and Brett Michaels. So, like, it was weird, but it was all, like, my bands Mm -hmm. from, like, the early to mid-2000s. So, like, it was great for me. (laughs) Well, um... What else is great for you? Are you are you going to be checking out Springsteen on Broadway? Uh, well, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. I, I I registered for tickets. That's great. Uh, apparently, they're priced from seventy five to eight hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's intense. Wow. But that's New York unions and Broadway. Like that's all that crap. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not Bruce. Yeah. No, oh, I know. I mean, I know how it is, but. Uh, this is pretty exciting. He's got an eight-week solo run on Broadway, so it's just going to be him. Yeah, him, a guitar, a piano, songs, and his biography. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so apparently, because I, I initially wasn't into it, and I was like, oh, solo shows, like, I don't care. And then I started to read into it a bit more, and it seems like it's going to kind of be this, like, storyteller's vibe where he's oh, reading from is. the book yeah. and, you know, telling stories from the book and playing songs that go along with that, which you and I talked about when we kind of discussed the book on here, how we, we liked how like he would integrate, like, and this is how, like this person inspired Rosalita, this person inspired this line for this. Like he goes through the book like that. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to try, I mean, eight weeks, five nights a week. That's 40 shows, man. I think I could do it. I think I might be able to get in. It's um, it's going to be at the Walter Kerr Theater on Broadway. It's a thousand capacity seat theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Bruce play in front of Bless, which I think is awesome. Well, now he says I chose Broadway for this project because it has the beautiful theaters, which seem like the right setting for what I have in mind. Um, in fact, with one or two exceptions, the nine sixty seats of the Walter Kerr Theater is probably the smallest venue I've played in the last forty years. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty cool. With one or two exceptions. I mean, I saw him play in Asbury Park at Convention Hall for the rehearsal shows of the Magic Tour. Wow. And that was 750. Uh, The the stage literally took up the entire room. (laughs) My show is just me, the guitar, the piano, and the words and the music. Some of the show is spoken. Some of it is sung. It loosely follows the arc of my life and my work. All of it together is in pursuit of my constant goal to provide an entertaining evening and to communicate something of value. Like, I swear, like, if if I got into this, 
this show and he reads anything from like the last chapter oh my lanta of his book yeah like i will cry because that literally <clears throat> destroyed me yeah well, did, I, did we ever talk about like that line yeah like, like that quote oh yeah like yeah. if he and like just imagine that imagine like you know, it's the it's like the last seconds, like the clock is ticking down, and he just does his whole thing about you know how hoping that his music would rock you to your very soul and be passed on to your blood and tell your story. Now go tell it. Like f off, I will literally be sobbing. Wow, I can't. It's um, yeah, this is one of those things that I would love to be able to to get to. I mean, register. Come on up. Well, well, I yeah. I mean, I got nobody to go with, so. <laughs> I mean, this is just—it is a cool opportunity. It's a cool thing, and and as we've talked about, Bruce Springsteen is just the coolest. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to bring down the shows here, real quick. I I just got got some news um, that is not good news at all, and so I apologize for interjecting this into into the proceedings um faithful faithful goliverse listener and member christopher titchenel uh who has been he'd been in the hospital for gee whiz a long long time uh i just got word that he's passed away today um oh, no. yeah yeah uh leaves behind a wife alita and a little girl and um he loved all the shows and uh was like i say he was someone who was uh he was dr quest in the chat and you know very fond of everything that we did in the goldiverse from geek out loud to rock out loud to mark out loud so th our thoughts and prayers are with alita and and their daughter and i know you guys will want to uh show them some love the best way you can reach out to her let her know that we love her and we're thinking about her and uh we're really sorry for their loss at this time and, I, and again i'm sorry to bring to bring down the group at this moment in time um but it it literally just came to me via text while we were talking about bruce so um so yeah faithful goliverse listener and he'll be missed bless his heart and bless her heart so in um, memory in memory of him that's right that's right dr quest loved this stuff so Dr. Quest lives on. That's right. We're going to do it for him. And he would have opinions. I'm telling you what, right now, he would have opinions about our topic tonight. Uh, <laughs> as There's going to be a lot of opinions. There are going to be some big, some big opinions. And, <laughs> it, I mean, let's be honest. Kristen, you always bring the big opinions to the show. Um, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing at all. I rely on your knowledge. I rely on your passion uh to carry us so often uh in, in this show and so and tonight is i i don't know you know very rarely do we butt heads a lot of times i'm just like yeah you're right um and and i don't know why tonight it would be any different but just in case it may be i just want you oh, to know god so <laughs> all right all right steve's Steve has prepped everyone for civil war. Okay, like, well, that's just no, what it's not. It's not going to be anything like that. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a situation where, um, I, I can think of at least one time where where 
where you've hurt my feelings already tonight on this stuff, and so. Oh, with my emoji eye roll. That's right. Yep. That's exactly right. So. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to continue. We're talking about. Uh, I mean, do we want to say the best guitarist? Is that how we want to say this? Um, I don't know because when we did our best vocalist, we really like narrowed it down and did our five. I right. think this is just like our favorite. This is like, some favorite. Personally, favorites, for yeah. me, these are like my favorite guitar sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Like, these guitarists emit my favorite sounding guitars in rock music. Okay, great, fantastic. Because I was feeling horrible, um, for some of this. Because here's the thing, you know, I love a good guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And and the more I can feel it, the better. Um, and, and so there's just a lot here and, and, and there are a lot of great guitarists and there's some that aren't going to get brought up tonight. I think first of all, of Steve Vai, who's probably one of the greatest of all time. He's not on either one of our, our, our picks tonight. Not because, not because he's not, what's that? I said Ingve's not on it either. Right. Um, and not because they're not great, but just because this is not, that list this is not this greatest of all time this is not a definitive rock out loud list that we're doing here so that's I'll, another time that's so a, that's a real duke it out for another time oh my gosh yeah yeah because that'd be fun because jimmy hendrix isn't on this list tonight we're just going to tell you and is and i and i think that's a crying shame but again it's on me i could have picked him right i could have i've got one throwaway pick here for nostalgia's sake and but i had to put it on here for nostalgia's sake and 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 for silliness um purposes um people are gonna look at mine and be like really Dwayne Allman who is a southern rocker is a great accomplished guitarist and there are uh the him playing on um on on, uh Hey Jude not the who uh oh my gosh why am I blanking right now whoa the Beatles no 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 it was uh it was Wilson Phillips not Wilson Phillips come on Wilson Pickett's cover of of wilson phillips wilson pickett's cover of hey jude when when pickett starts to just go off on the uh almond's behind him on on guitar and just tearing it up and it's amazing it's beautiful um so uh and i'll tell you what i almost because when you start talking about great guitarists and i know it's not rock and roll but rock and roll has its has its roots in the blues. Mm-hmm. I almost just had to throw a BB King track on here tonight. I was actually kind of surprised that you didn't. Yeah. Well, in fact, there is a great um, there. There's a great video out there. You can find it on. Uh, you, you can find it on YouTube. It's it's BB King and Slash and others from uh, Albert. Uh, oh my lord! Why why are my words not working tonight? Royal Albert Hall is that right? Am I saying that? Yeah. yeah. Am I saying that venue right? Yeah, from, the Royal from, Albert Hall. From the Royal Albert Hall. But, you know, at one point he has Slash out on stage with him. He has uh, Simply Red comes out and sings the song. Um, and so it, it's just this great, it, it's a great video, and it, it's it's a fantastic venue. So um, check that out. That is a beautiful venue. That's yeah. on my bucket list. Well, check it out. Check out B.B. King's. It's one, he was older, and this is one of his later performances, but he was still B.B. King, man, and he could still make that guitar talk. So I just wanted to mention those few names before we got into this. Um, because so curb I, your hate mail. Yeah, because I don't want anyone to think that we're hating on anybody. By, by Exclusion does not mean hate. Exclusion means we're just having fun, and this was not 
it's just some of our favorite moments in in rock and roll and everything and um it would not be a rock out loud if we did not mention the greatest one of the greatest bands of all time that being queen and uh and one brian may in this instance this one how about we're talking about queen and not really jumping on the freddie mercury train I know. Well, Queen has like talented members at literally every position. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, this is a this is a solo during "Tie Your Mother Down" by Brian May. What's going on? Why am I not getting sound? Oh, I switched up channels. My bad. Okay, here we go. That's a fun. Here we go. I just like watch them all perform, Kristen. I mean, the one of the true epitomes of a band, right? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. They're all so talented. You can tell they're all having fun. Like my, like obviously, you could go with the very, very obvious Bohemian Rhapsody, which is probably Brian May's most popular and infamous guitar solo, but. This I just love how crunchy this is. Like this yeah. is like such a heavier Queen guitar sound. Mm-hmm. And like one of my favorite things about Brian May is that he is one of my favorite screamers when it comes to guitar. Like he makes that guitar scream. Yes. And oh, it every time it's just like you you, know, you put your fist in the air and you're just like yes, that's just what I want. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is. Uh... It's a, that's a that's a fun solo and it and it's good stuff and and you're like like the way he'll make it scream but also I like the term crunchy there I, I like that sound of a guitar from around that era um, yes. that that he had on on his guitar there and I I don't know the technical term for it for I am not a musician but um, disclaimer but, neither of us are right so if you know what what the setting on the pedals or whatever would be there I. I really dig that because there's a lot of guitar from that era that sounds just like that. Not in the way it's being played necessarily, but with that tone and that and, and that feel to it. And that's one of I, I just it takes me back to that era. You know, and, and, and it does. It makes me happy. That's some that's a happy sound. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Um and uh and and I'm all about it. I, I he was great. And like you say, you've got the whole Bohemian Rhapsody thing. But this, there's something cool about this here. I'm just going to play it again.
That's good stuff. That is good stuff. I dig it so much. And and you can feel the blues in that as well. Yep. And you know that's where that's that's the stuff that I love is is the blues riffs and everything um that these that these rockers would do because it's just that's where that's where I feel like you really start to feel it. When I talk about feeling it, that's when that's when I really start to feel it is when they get into the more bluesy sound of stuff. Um when you talk about great guitarists and great guitar moments, Kristen, I, I, I and, and again, this is one of those things where when we actually do a definitive list, we've got to set some parameters. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> because there's there's fast guitar and there's guitar like that that just you feel it, and then there's the, the guys that can just make a guitar talk, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't mean Peter Frampton make it talk. I mean, like, you know, you're... When you're when they're walking the fret slowly and they're dragging out the notes and they're using the bar to the fullest extent and everything, um, and and then there are some people like when you talk about great guitars, they're just talking about oh this guy's so fast and and speed ends up being equated with with being a good uh, good guitarist or, or some of the great guitarists. There is a um, band from my past called White Cross. They're a Christian rock band, or they were. I don't know if they're still together or not. They weren't for a while. Um, and, and there's, and their guitarist is a guy named Rex Carroll and Rex Carroll was always considered, uh, one of the fastest guitars alive. And when you said great guitarist, I was like, I've got to throw him in this list just because of some of the urgent, urgent, urban legends (laughs) that sprung up around him in my own life. And I'll tell you that after we listen to a little bit of this. This is uh, a solo he did off, uh, off of a track called Eternal Fire. So that's that classic rock metal, you know, guitar and going on there. And in a minute, he just starts kind of running the chords here and there a little bit. But um, here's the urban legend. And this is how ridiculous stuff is. Because <laughs> I, I don't, back in the day when you didn't have the internet to verify anything, you would hear these stories and, and you would just accept them as true. And the guy who told me this told me this as though it were the God's honest truth. This guy was. Um, he was a friend of mine. He loved Christian rock music. He was into it, and so he would hear these things. But he said, now get this. Apparently, this is the legend. And I'm the, excited. And, and I am. I die laughing that I ever believed this as a kid, right? That Eddie Van Halen was at a White Cross concert, and he heard Rex Carroll playing, and he went up on stage and offered Rex Carroll, like, 
ungodly amounts of money to come play with Van Halen, and Rex Carroll turned him down because he was going to play for Jesus. <laughs> now, as a child, as a kid, I'm thinking, that's really cool, man. He took his stand. He's not going with the devil's music. He's playing for Jesus. Right. But it never occurred to me, what was Eddie Van Halen doing at a White Cross concert? <laughs> yeah. Or the Eddie Van Halen's like, dude, come in my band right. and play guitar. Exactly. Yeah. Take my job. Exactly. Yeah. What? And Eddie Van Halen, also not on this list, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, by the way. Um, is he, though? Well, he's good. He's or good. is he a one-trick pony? Do you think? Oh. Well, now this is a fun discussion. Oh, <laughs> this is not a hill I'm going to die on, but I feel like that he has a reputation as being one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Yeah, but I also feel that he's a very, very, very much a one-trick pony. In what way? In the way that okay, so I'm gonna do all my taps on the fretboard uh -huh, and do all the uh -huh. like. I don't know. I'm just I don't buy. Like, yes, good guitar sound and you know, eruption is amazing. Mm -hmm. But I feel a bit of a one-trick pony. Okay. I just feel like it's it's a lot of the same. Well, we'll have to we'll have to put that to the test when we do our Van Halen episodes. There we go. See what go. Maybe that's why they went so keyboard heavy in those later years. I mean, when once nineteen eighty four hit, that's when the synth started to come in. And that's yeah. when like true blue Van Halen fans were like, "Whoa, buddy! <laughs> what are you doing over there?" Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. You you have made me consider some things. But anyhow, this was uh, if you're interested in you can check out some old white cross stuff. Um the 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 lead vocalist is um he just tries to do that rock and roll singing and he's not he's passable. But but Rex Carroll was like he was a legend in Christian rock back in the day because of his because of how fast he could play and so just for my nostalgia's sake i had to get him on this list and get him out there so here's the thing um we don't have uh we don't have hendrix on the list as i've already said but doc wasn't listening there in the chat and david gilmore's not on this list is he um no so yeah so we so i let i let great guitars like that go to get rex carroll on the list, everybody. That's the kind of show we're going to have. So, But Steve, it's your list. That's right. That's right. So I just wanted to have some fun with it, everybody. So if y'all could just, you know, get off get off my back about everything and just be friendly. Uh, we take you back now to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Let Steve live. That's okay. They're not going to know who the next person I picked is either. Well, I was going to say, that's why I'm saying back to our regularly scheduled program. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering if, if this guy would make it or not. <clears throat> John Sykes. You know I love him. Yeah. Uh this is Valley of the Kings.
Now, Kristen, this is actually uh, him from Blue Murder, not not from his days in White Snake, correct? No, it is from Blue Murder because I feel like you know we talked about White Snake a lot. Yeah. You know our our love of White Snake. It's been well documented. Yeah. But I wanted Blue Murder to have some love because Blue Murder was an amazing band that he started after the whole White Snake drama went down, and they were just a great rock band and. Like, like I said, like Brian May makes a guitar scream beautifully. Mm-hmm. John Sykes has a sexy guitar tone. Yeah. Like he will slow it down and get that groove going like in slow and easy. And like, oh, like he just like, I feel that. And I'm just like, yes, like that is a sexy, not only looks wise guitar player, but his guitar sound is also amazing oh i love i love this guitar solo here it's good stuff right and it just has that groove to it and Mm -hmm. that's one thing i love about john sykes when he plays is he has that groove all the time it's not necessarily about how fast you know i can work the fretboard it's about what is the overall feel of the solo and he his guitar sound completely changed white snake and how white snake sounded so and made White Snake break in America, helped White Snake break in America. So John Sykes, my pick, my second pick for tonight. Well, I dig it, man. That is, that is some good stuff. And that is, again, that's that classic rock and roll sound he's got going there. That you just can't, you really just can't beat, man. That's some good stuff. Um, <clears throat> from here on out, my choices will be rather obvious, everybody. Um, in the wheelhouse. Yeah, they'll be right there in the wheelhouse. And um, so uh, this is going to be no different than that. One of the, uh, uh, look, again, it's the blues aspect of it all. It's the... It's the ability to, a lot of times what I love to hear some of these guys who are so great electrically, like you listen to what like Rex Carroll just did that I was playing. And I have to wonder, because like you say, a lot of it's tapping on a fret. If I took that electric guitar out with all of the reverb and everything that's happening and I put an acoustic guitar in his hand, how would it sound? Mm -hmm. And you take someone like an Eric Clapton and you, and you can hear him do it all the time and he can just. This dude is like, he tells the guitar, you sit up, and the guitar does. Um, I think I think Eric Clapton is just one of those great bluesy, uh, bluesy guitarists, and this is uh, you know classic here from his days with Cream. This is Crossroads.
When I don't want a guitar solo to stop, I know it's good. <laughs> I mean, I just I could have sat there and just listened to him do that, just jam with the rest of the band for the rest of the song. Um, and and like I say, I know it's on the nose. It's a classic pick there from from Clapton, but gee whiz, I mean, he was making that thing talk. He was just. I feel like that's one of the most like recognizable riffs ever. Sure, too. sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's freaking Crossroads from Cream. <laughs> but, ev- yeah, but, like, everyone knows that. Like, even mm-hmm. if you're not, like, a rock fan, right. like, you've heard that riff before. Right, right. It's it's that good. I mean, you can take, like, you can take what he's doing at the end of Layla, you know, when it's just kind of that slow, just letting it drift off and play. You can take, uh, God, just him sitting around jamming. Like, there are videos of him just kind of there with different people just doing his thing. He and the aforementioned B.B. King did some tracks together back in the day, and it's just, it kind of ticks me off sometimes that the Brits ended up incorporating blues the way they did into everything (laughs) they did, because it's like, this is, how did Americans let this get by them for so long, you know, until it was finally re-imported back back to us? Uh, Because it is, the blues stuff is so, there's some old blues stuff that's just so good, and and that's where those roots of that come from, is that, is that blues sound and he was and he was all over it so eric clapton the, the brits just do it better man well i mean i don't know i could i could dig out some old muddy waters and these. i'm just saying in general oh the yeah let's do it better well, okay well i mean you are an anglophile i am <laughs> <laughs> take me there now um all right here's as I was perusing, Kristen will send me an email with her list of stuff when, so I can get the tracks together and everything uh, for production, just pulling the curtain back on the way we do things a lot of times. And Were you shocked? There are times where I'm just shocked, where I'm absolutely <laughs> surprised. And I know I shouldn't be because how can you not have this person on a list of guitarists when we're talking about guitarists? And... Look, this is a great song too, by the way. Like the... I know. I see I wanted to again, I wanted to go a bit different. Yeah, oh, this is a great song. And uh this is uh slash I mean, I remember when this song hit radio, and it was getting play, getting some play back in the early 2000s or whatever, and I had not heard it yet. Like, the first time I heard it, um, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden that guitar kicks in, and I'm like, is that Slash? What is this song? How did you have to ask yourself that? Of course it was Well, Slash. because I was just sitting there. I'm like, what is... I, I didn't realize that... Look, I, I was out of the loop. I'd been out of the loop. I didn't realize Velvet Revol- Revolver was a thing. And again, the first time I'd heard them was driving down the road. The radio was on and this song pops on. And remember, at the time I was living in South Georgia where rock and roll radio was hard to find. It was not something that just came along. And so to when you got the station dialed in like you liked it, you know, this is before, the, I mean, this is in the very nascent days of satellite radio. This is me driving around an old 89 uh, 
Oldsmobile golden car of some sort with a bashed in front and you know just just out of college just out of an internship and here comes this song and i'm like oh my gosh that's slash and i just got chills because it was like there he is he's doing it he's doing his thing you go slash you go you have have to love someone that as soon as you hear them do a few notes Mm -hmm. You know exactly who it is. Well, it was the tone of that of that particular solo, the guitar solo, and that that, that tone and that guitar solo that he had. You know, and and again, I'm not a musician to know what settings was what or whatever, but it's so it was that iconic slash sound, and yep. and you can just tell the way he's working it and the what and what he's doing is just it was just like that. Is and then sure enough, afterwards, you know, the DJ's like, "That's Velvet Revolver with Fall to Pieces. That's the new band Slash has put together." And I'm like, "I knew it." I'm smart. Yeah. (laughs) So I like, uh, that, that solo is just, it's so crisp. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so clean, but like it punches you in the face. Like when he like bends that string and like, Oh yeah. Just yes. And then like even the video. Cause like, I remember like MTV and VH1 would play the video all the time and just like, Slash just has that vibe, man. Like mm-hmm. Slash is just too cool. Like we all should, we all should aspire to be like Slash in terms of just giving out that air of just yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm badass and yeah. I know it and I own it. And so. he lo- and he loves dinosaurs. I don't know if everyone knows that. Slash, <laughs> Slash is a dinosaur expert. I feel like every time we mention Slash, we're like, guys, but he really, like, he likes dinosaurs. He's I a just, nerd, like all of us. I just want to, I want you to know, he's one of us, one of us. Um, <laughs> Not only that, uh, since since we played a little bit from uh, from the Velvet Robber days, this is actually from back in February um, on stage in Libson, Portugal, and uh, and this is slashed in a little bit of guitar. We're going to come in in the middle of a Johnny Be Good cover, but he goes into what has become a staple for him, and that's the old Godfather theme. flipping cool that's a that's a staple that he does a lot of times live i don't know that he's got an actual recording of that that's not a live recording 
I feel like you, like, guys, we need to, like, the next, uh, like, marathon show we do, it, like, we should just do, like, a portion of that is, like, Steve going to see Slash's, like, Slash Fund. <laughs> we gotta get Steve to go see Slash, right? He's like, he amazing. just, he loves him. Yeah, yeah. He's good stuff. He, I, I'm telling you, there's, he... He has it down, man. He knows how to play, and he knows how to make you feel it. He's going to take you by the neck and make you feel what it is he's playing because he's Slash. Dadgummit. That's who and he And that's is. what you do. When mm-hmm. Slash plays, you listen. That's right. That's right. Um, where, are we, where are we at here? I'm trying to do this off the email, strictly off the email. Um, oh, The Darkness. Mm-hmm. Dan and Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. This is a band that I don't I don't feel like I give this band enough, to be honest with you. I don't I'm think you do real. either, because yeah. they are 10 out of 10 amazing. This is uh, Love is Only a Feeling, and we've got another one by them this? as well. Well, this is an ad, is what this is. For the love of all that is good and holy. It says, there we go. Here we go. I can tell you, I don't give these guys enough. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest and say I don't give these guys enough. I love them so much. <laughs> like this guitar, as I mean, come on, like one guitar player is great, and the three that I've put on my list so far have been great. But ah, I love bands with two guitar players dueling back and forth. Yes, yeah. I love that mm-hmm. well they um the the video here that that you linked me to even is just classic i mean it's 80s rock and roll video they're on top of a mountain there's you know, a helicopter. helicopter shots doing all the you know just jamming uh you know from the top of a mountain on the ledge and it's just uh it, it's classic they've they're definitely they're all, they're kind of a throwback band in that way and i and like i say i just don't give them enough i guess i need to get more into them and find out what's going on Find out what my problem is with the darkness. Well, they're they're going to be coming out with a new record soon too, so maybe maybe we do another listen along. Oh, that'll be fun. I love those. Hmm. That's a good time. Uh, but you also sent the link to this one, the intro to because it just wails to the song "Holding My Own." So I'm looking forward to this. <laughs>
I need to uh, I need to take this moment to apologize to the darkness. Just for not, I mean, just for not giving them enough in life. Just, just for being, just for sitting over here saying, you know what, I'll do my own thing. I'm good. You know, you guys, you have what you got, and that's fine. Um, I'll just sit over here and and ignore you. Basically, is how I've lived my life, and I feel like I just owe them an apology for that. So, there you go, Don. There you go, guys. That's that apology's all yours. Well, hey, as long as you know, if I've done anything right in my life, Steve, it's that maybe tonight. I could just like ignite and ignite some, you know, some love for the darkness. Like both of those songs that I picked are from their first album in 2003, but like nothing has changed about their sound or their guitars. If anything, the last record that they came out with called last of our kind is probably the heaviest that they've ever sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have a song called Roaring Waters. They have a song called Barbarian on that record. Just like super guitar heavy, absolute shredding. And like when I, the last time I saw The Darkness, when I got to meet them, I said to them before the show, like my dad always said that you guys were a phase that I would grow out of. And I'm here 12 years later, still in my phase. And they were like, oh my, they were like, well, thank you so much for like still listening to us. Like, that's like, we're so happy we're not a phase for you. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, thank you guys for continually making music that is so great and so top quality and is always getting better. And they were just like, oh, and they gave me like big hugs. And then like I was front row that night and there was like no barricade. And, you know, Dan Hawkins is literally shredding to love is only a feeling on top of me. And then Justin comes in front of me and is doing the solo to I believe in a thing called love. Like, and they're just fun. Mm -hmm. Like this is a band that has fun playing. Like everyone always said like, oh, the darkness is a joke band. It's like, no, they're not a joke band. Just because they came out in the early 2000s when everyone was too concerned about, you know, being, you know, tough and and all that crap. Yeah, and then yeah. the darkness comes out and they're in cat suits and thin Lizzie shirts and glitter and sparkle and fun. Like my like my crusade in life is to like have more people know and love the darkness. And I can't wait for their new record to come out because hopefully that just means another U.S. tour that I could see them on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm down and you know me, I'm, I, well, I mean, look, I'm the guy who, who promotes rock sugar any chance I get. And, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the one of the thing I, and one thing I said to Jess Harnell when I got a chance to talk to him was, it sounds to me like you guys are having fun without making fun. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, that is, that's your, your spot on. He said, we love the music that we're doing. We love the way we're doing it. And it is fun, but we're not making fun of anything. And so I feel like that's what the darkness, they're having fun. And they're making music that they love, and um, and I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to give them a little more than I've given them. I'm just gonna have to do that. Now, one group that I know you won't give anything more than you've given them, Kristen. <laughs> guess who, guys? Come on, come on, just guess. It's I old, can hear it. It's old Led Zeppelin. And boo. no, you don't boo. Don't boo. I don't boo your people that I don't like. Boo. You know what? You are not. You are acting just like a Jersey chick right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's where I am from. Well, we got to teach you some Southern hospitality is what I'm saying. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> um, look, like him or hate him, Jimmy Page, all those songs that he ripped off, he could play. So, <laughs> I mean, at least you admit it. Well, I'm just saying that for your sake. See, that's that Southern <laughs> hospitality coming out in me. Um, 
But this is his solo off a of Heartbreaker. This is just the studio recording. There's some great bootlegs and live recordings out there of him doing some stuff. But this is uh, we'll just we're just going to go basic on this particular solo here. course we go back into jamming it's just a quick little ditty what's what's so great is it's right in the middle of this song where they're going nuts and all of a sudden it just stops and it's like play a little force jimmy and he does and he's great he's a fantastic blues guitarist he's a fantastic rock and roll guitarist doesn't don't don't talk to me about the band don't talk about the group it's the talent that you can't deny Again, I've heard stuff in him. It's those so that's the myth, the fifth, the myth, the myth. It's those so yeah, I know. It's those solos that you just don't want to hear in. I know you do, but I'm saying for me personally, that's where I come down. So, so take that. Two thumbs up. <laughs> I just like, oh my god, like I, just, I just don't like having Led Zeppelin shoved down my throat. Not saying you shove them down my throat, but my entire life, I'm just sure. like, oh my god, yeah, like. Oh, just stop. Well, and you know what? On this show, we don't even make you talk about Zeppelin that much. Every now and again, I'll bring him up on this part of the show, but we've got Rock Out Lead where we're going through and having a great time with Jimmy Mack, who is a Zeppelin super fan. And uh, and he just lays it out there. It's a wealth of information and knowledge. I would encourage you guys to check out those episodes of Rock Out Loud, of Rock Out Lead. And Jimmy is actually on me to let's start Led Zeppelin 3 here pretty soon, so... That'll be, that'll can, be I just, can I just give a huge shout out to Dean Cooper in the chat? Sure. Dean knows Did you see stuff. what he wrote? No. Sorry, no love for Zeppelin. And I said, wait, Dean, you too? And he goes, yep, not a Zepp guy. And oh. I said, Dean, I love you. So Dean, mwah, I love you. Dean, you know what? I thought you had better taste than that. Dean's on my side. Sorry about it. Because you've got a wonderful wife and child, so I figured you had really good taste. Mm-mm. But apparently not. Hmm. Got the best taste. I like the Who. He says the Who. Well, look, Townsend. You can't uh, you can't deny his talent. My dad just saw the Who. Oh yeah. Yeah, for free. Was it there? Uh, was it another farewell farewell tour? Uh yeah, or their fiftieth anniversary tour. Are they like mostly dead? Ah, uh, I think just Keith is the dead one. Okay. I think. All right. I thought a couple of them had had gone on that was insensitive Keith's the dead one yeah well that's okay um <laughs> well i knew you'd have i knew you'd have this group on here chris and this is one of those that i did know that i was not surprised to see um and that's not a slight it's just saying i was not surprised to see surprised surprised to see it hero um this is uh sinister gates 
Zacky Vengeance, Avenge Sevenfold. There's your dueling guitars again, Kristen. My favorite. I, like, honestly, me and my friend Andrea say it all the time. Like, that solo, the backcountry solo, is, like, the best rock solo of the past decade. Of the past, like, two decades. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so good. Ugh. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even pick another song. I couldn't even pick another solo. I mean, I could have, but I, with good conscience, I just could not do it. Yeah. That solo melts faces off. Mm -hmm. And every time they do it live, I just sit there with my devil horns up, and I'm just like, yes! Oh, so good. Yeah, it looks, listen, they're great. They're fantastic. And again... They're a group that I don't really give enough love to, but there's something about they're look they're mm, they're almost too heavy for my taste sometimes, and other times I'm like I'm really digging them. So see, I think you would dig their record "Hail to the King" mm -hmm. because they got a lot of flack for "Hail to the King" because they really wanted that record to be like their influence record, where mm -hmm. they really kind of put you know, their influences on their sleeve and everyone was like, oh, well, it just sounds like Black Sabbath and Zeppelin and ACDC. And they were like, yeah, because that's who, like, that. those are our influences. Like, that's what we grew up loving. So I think you would really dig Hail to the King. Well, it's definitely their most just, like, straight rock record. Doesn't mm -hmm. have a lot of, like, the metal stuff in it. Yeah. Which I'm not opposed to metal, but they're just, I, like, I like to feel what I'm listening to a lot of times. And metal, sometimes it, I just feel a little much. I <laughs> <laughs> feel a little too much you know what i'm saying a little too intense for you yeah 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 you know me i'm i'm still a good old good old conservative little boy at heart so you are but even like i even think stuff off their self-title record mm -hmm. you would be into it's like songs like scream like because on that record they wanted to have their music kind of be like a heartbeat so have the same like rhythm as a heartbeat does mm -hmm. so like there's a song in there called scream and like it's just like and it just like ramps up and you can literally feel your heartbeat like increasing as like the as like the solo goes on. Uh Yeah, I I'll tell you where Avenge gets the bum rap for me is is I just associate them with a certain era of music. And I know they're still putting out stuff and they're doing a great job and I know they I know they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But for whatever reason, I associate them still with that turn of the century, late 90s, early 2000s, radio rock kind of 
stuff. What? I know it's weird. I don't know why. Steve, they were never a part of that. I know they weren't. I know they weren't. But the people who were totally into that other stuff, I knew, were totally into Avenged. And I'm like, this is weird. See, I thought you were going to say you associated them with the screaming. No, no. Because they were a screamy band. Were they? On their first few records, like, I almost included Unholy Confessions. Mm -hmm. But Unholy Confessions is all about, like, the breakdown. Like, Unholy Confessions, the record is like, it sounds like a machine gun. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of those. And then it's all about the pit. It's all about, like, the screaming. But then he jacked his vocal cords up and he was like, I can't do that anymore. And they kind of wanted to go away from from screaming anyway and be more like just like roots in rock band. So I thought you were going to say like the screaming because I know you're not a fan of the screaming. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the screaming at all. Maybe maybe that's part of it, too. Maybe I found out. Maybe I thought they were the one and found out they were the other. And um, and that kind of did it for me. I don't know. I just know that, that, that there were people who liked a certain kind of music that were really into Avenged that I'm like, I, then obviously I won't like them. And you know how it is when you start to develop an opinion about something, it's hard to change that. Yep. You know. I'll have to create a playlist to uh, maybe change your perception of Avenged Sevenfold a little bit. I'm, I'm, listen, everything I've ever heard on here, I dig them pretty much. So I'm willing to give it a chance. Um. Well, the last one I've got on on my list is is again it's another obvious one. And and what's fun to me in this well it's been fun to me in this list is to see like I said at the outset, Kristen, what makes a good guitarist? What what you know, where where do we fall on this thing? And I, and it, and I have really leaned more towards those blues licks and that feel of of guitar playing. Whereas you've gone Yep, 100%. You've gone you've gone that other way where it's like well, we're taking that evolution of blues up to this stuff and um, but it's all been good. Everything's been great, I think. Uh, but maybe Rex Carroll we could have left out, but I had to get that story in, and it was just an opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, you couldn't have left that out. No. You needed to get that in there. I mean, come on. Eddie Van Halen was at a Christian rock concert, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> and asked him to join Van Halen. That's right. That's right. Was going to pay him ungodly amounts of money. On the spot. On the spot, Kristen. Um, <laughs> but I've said before that Prince is just a genius when it comes to playing guitar. And so I had to have a little Prince in here. And this is from his uh, performance at the Super Bowl uh, when he was playing Purple Rain uh, in the rain. So this is just a great guitar solo. Now, it was weird, you know, when they blew the sheet up and, you know, the imagery of him. Uh, but anyhow, the point is the guitar playing, not the imagery. To me, it's about one guy. Oh, no. That's... Oh, my gosh. What are you doing? Don't talk over Prince, you morons. Oop, they had to talk about it. I picked the wrong one. I picked the wrong one. My gosh. I thought they let him play it out a little bit on there. So I should have watched closer, more closely. Um, One one moment, please. And, uh, and we'll definitely get there. Because I know exactly what to look for. Um... But he is, gosh, he was fantastic. Was Prince. I might have to, I might pick something else if I can't get to it right here. Really quickly. Here we go. I believe in you. Thank you. Here we go. (laughs) 
I mean, he could. He's one of those when I talk about making it talk, he could make it talk. Um, but he could get a little funky too. This is actually from him uh, doing a funk show with Maceo Parker. Uh, this is from back in the day. Um, so get a little bit of this action. dig it i dig it i dig old prince playing the guitar now he was crazy but he was a genius so and oh yeah dylan mcmanus talk about not getting pigeonholed oh yeah you don't think so no no (laughs) dylan brings up a great one there was a he did a solo while my guitar gently weeps i forget i've seen it may be the same one but i've seen it somewhere i think it was at the rock and roll hall of fame was it? Or, I think it was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, and who was he playing with? Do you remember? Tom Petty? And yeah. er, like Eric Clapton, maybe? Maybe. Steve Winwood, Jeff Lynn, and others. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure enough. Let's see here. I'll I'll give you the list. Tom Petty, Steve, Steve Winwood, Jeff Lynn, and others perform While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah. So yeah, they got to go through all the singing and everything. I, I don't know when he actually busted out, but when he does, it's some good stuff. I, I have seen this before. Yeah, he he was making it talk on that on that particular guitar solo too. You back with us, Kristen? I'm back. Okay, Kristen is Kristen keeps losing it, ladies and gentlemen. Just to just to break it but out. Hey, we got we got through a big chunk of that. Yeah, yeah, no we, issue. We got through the show. I mean, we're we're here now at the <laughs> end, so we're doing well. I think we're I think we did pretty good. I think it was a good list. It, I had fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. What will we cover next week? Well, will there hmm. be will there be a next week? What? I don't know if there will be a next week. <gasps> well, the week after that. Okay. Then. Uh, I don't know. You know, we keep teasing this Van Halen show. I don't know if it's time for that or not. I mean, if you give me prep time, mm-hmm. I'm good to go. Well, here's the deal. I've got a. I'm, I'm actually doing. Um, I don't know how you feel about the Stranger Things. Have we? Have I ever talked to you about that before? I get confused. We talked a little bit about it. We talked about the trailer. That's right. I get confused as to who I've talked about it with. Um, I've got Steve Bennett from hashtag Team Steve coming into town uh, early next week, along with uh, our friend Shaz Bazaar, and uh, we're actually going to do uh, we're actually going to do a Stranger Things expedition. We're going to go around. Um, to the uh, to the to some of the filming locations here in Georgia of Stranger Things and do some take some pictures and and have some fun. So uh, 
that's going to take up a couple of days next week, and then we'll be back with uh, some Goldiverse shows. We've got a geek out loud that's got to get out there and everything. Kristen is gone. Kristen has – she is, is struggling with her Skype situation. Are you back, Kristen? I am. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. I was saying we're doing a Stranger Things expedition. I've already explained it to everyone else, so it'll be two days that I'm out of town next week, so I don't know if we'll be able to swing in a, a, a roll because i got to get a goal. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's so, fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, but, I, but, but Kristen is staying on me about getting some Rock Out Loud out, ladies and gentlemen. So as she stays on me, we'll make sure that we... Uh, that we keep doing this stuff because it is we have been having fun. So, um, Kristen, any honorable mentions or any track you'd like you would encourage people to check out that maybe we didn't I, get to tonight? I mean, just expanding on my list. Like honestly, just listen to more of the darkness and listen to more Avenged Sevenfold and like look up Blue Murder. You will be so thankful that you looked up Blue Murder and enjoy it. Indeed. So I would also say for Prince, if you've never heard him do his cover of Crimson and Clover, he can he breaks out some guitar in that. That's good stuff. Anything with Slash and Miles Kennedy, you know I love. And of course I celebrate the entire catalog of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm breaking up. I can't hear you anymore. Oh, oh, okay. I see how it is. I see how you <laughs> I see the game that's being played now. Totally understand. Well, uh, if you want to email us, and we encourage you to do so, it's Rock Out Loud uh, Podcast. Rock Out Loud Pod at gmail.com. Rock Out Loud Pod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Rock Out Loud Pod. Kristen is at Xboxing the Stars. Follow her now. She's becoming satellite radio famous. And oh, uh, you can follow the entire Goliverse by going by following at Goliverse. We, intru- we encourage you to come join us on Facebook. You can like Rock Out Loud on Facebook or you can also join the Goliverse group. You can get there by going to geekoutonline.com slash group, and it'll take you right there. If you want to support the shows, use those Amazon links at geekoutonline.com. There's Entertainment Earth links there, as well as Think Geek links, and we encourage you to use those when you're doing your shopping, and it really, truly helps the shows out, and we thank everyone who's done that. If you want to support the shows directly, patreon.com slash geekoutloud, and we deeply, deeply appreciate your support of everything the Goliverse does. Well, until next time, if she's still here, I'm Kristen. I mean, wait, no, I'm Steve. (laughs) You're not Kristen. I'm Kristen. (laughs) What was that? I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on. Rock on, guys. Bye. Oh, yeah, Kristen, we're swinging back in real quick. Okay, what did we forget? His- A lot. Hysteria 30th. Take my money, and if they don't play Camden, I will rage. De- uh, Def Leppard going on tour next year doing uh, playing Hysteria in 2018. So, there you go. There's the I news. Think that's the sh- I think that's the show we do a live goal from, Steve. Or not goal, roll. I'm, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I've got the recorder. We'll do it. We'll see what we can do between now and then. Have a good one, everyone. We'll see you.